Hi, listeners. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of Just Off Glen. Hey, I have a favor to ask. Maybe you're feeling inspired by our guests, or maybe you're satisfying your curiosity as you learn about the diverse groups of individuals who are part of our amazing community. Will you please take a minute to give a podcast review of Just Off Glen? Your review will help others find us and give them a chance to be part of what we're doing in the greater Glens Falls region. On the Apple Podcast app, scroll down to the bottom, simply click the link to write a review. And you can keep those questions and comments coming by emailing us at justoffglen at gmail.com. Thank you. We always appreciate hearing from you. Welcome to the Just Off Glen podcast with your host, Christy Alexander, where we talk to the movers, shakers, and change makers. Just Off Glen. Today, I'm joined by Tori Riley. Tori is the Vice President of the Saratoga Economic Development Corporation. Tori, I am so excited that you're here. Tori and I have already done the hugs and, and the laughs and the cries and the, all the, the pre-podcast recording conversations. So I don't even know where we're going to go from here, but thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And again, it, it bears repeating. I'm not surprised at all by your successes and all of the magic that you're bringing. But Christy, I'm so proud of you. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Tears again. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And that I don't care if Hudson Falls got you in eighth grade. You'll always be a Fort Eddie girl in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we were both from Fort Edward. And I totally got the mental image when you were just talking a few minutes ago about out with your cows this morning that got out. And I just thought a beautiful Fort Edward and Tori running around chasing her cows. Yeah, I went from <laughs> Fort Edward to Fort Ann. And it's very true. The girl can leave Fort Edward. Fort Edward never leaves the girl. <laughs> um, I wasn't born on a farm. I had no farming background. And I think, no. really, it's we are truly the Green Acres of 2020. <laughs> We've been there since early 2000. Um, the name of our farm, it's actually the original Green Farm. And it was a huge, huge farm for decades and generations. And we bought it from the original Green family. Oh, wow. So it's now our Green Acres. And oh, uh, we, we've lived up to every bit of the sitcom that was very popular in the 60s. So. That's got to be so <laughs> comical. What made you decide to buy a farm? It, you know, we were on Ethan Allen. Uh, raising our children and uh, the dredging project, quite frankly, uh, okay. was coming to be. And we just decided we didn't want to be in the midst of it. It would be a cut across road. Um, there was a lot of construction going on and they were finding a lot of the pollutants and right. PFOAs, PCBs. And we decided right. that we were going to go out in the country and we found this old farmhouse that hadn't been lived in or loved for 15 years oh, wow. on a ton of land. And we said, okay, this is, this is going to be it. And after our children convulsed and melted down and <laughs> had conniptions, uh, she, you know, she, she eventually came to love it and just recently said, mom, please don't ever sell this because I'm oh. hoping that this is where I'm going to raise my baby. So oh my goodness. does it get any better than That's that? So does it get lovely. any better? Yeah. So, so got like flower gardens? And lace, you know, or, you know, curtains blowing in the breeze. I well, mean, tell me about it. Just until four years ago, it was a dirt road. We just had our road paved. Wow. And I really kick and fought 
about it, but I have to tell you, our house has never been cleaner. (laughs) (laughs) It's great when you see a TV show. It's great when you see the lemonade commercial, but when you're trying to maintain a spotless house 24-7, it's not ideal. But I will say we have a great logging road, and when the kids are riding up and down it on the bicycles, it truly is a lemonade commercial. You know, we raise beef cattle, um, we do chickens, I have tons of gardens, uh, vegetables. We've grown the business and it, we didn't intend for it to be a business. We were just trying to eat healthy. Uh-huh. And so we've gotten the uh, beef to a place that we make enough profit that we're able to donate many of the vegetables to senior citizens and oh, veterans throughout wonderful. the area. So we love to grow and we grow with love and we know that it's being eaten and loved as it's being enjoyed. Oh my so. goodness. Full circle. <laughs> The more I talk to you, the more I fall in love with you. You're just amazing. <laughs> That's fantastic. It takes a community. We have a lot it of does. people that help. We have a lot of people that fill us in, you know, and, and I think all of us can say at some point in our life we've needed. Yes. Right? Yeah. And there's always yeah. just these remarkable people that come in our lives for different reasons and seasons and hopefully lifetimes. Right. And uh, so I'm, I'm happy to be at the point in our life that we're able to be a reason. And hopefully we've become a season and it's really, really worked into lifetime friendships. And oh, so it's been it's been really cool. I love that. The, one of the resounding threads throughout all of these podcasts has really just been the topic of the amazing community that we live in and the way that individuals are so generous and giving. And you're right, there there was a time that so many of us were in a place of need and you you grow out of that and you become a resource for others. That's the way it's supposed to be. Right. Like that is just, and I think, you know, I've been all over the world. I've been so blessed to travel and to be in different places and There are lovely hometown USAs all over the world. Sure. But I would argue that when you're a Fort Edward kid, there's nothing like having a whole community that cheers you on, that will absolutely reprimand you. And (laughs) (laughs) there's none of this don't scold my children syndrome in Fort Edward. If you're going up anywhere and any parent's going to pull over and tell you to mind your manners, you're not getting away with anything. Nothing. And, uh, you know, they'll also help you up and stand next to you until you're strong enough to stand on your own. And I think that that's just been my biggest blessing. Uh, You know, I'm very grateful to the community of Fort Edward. I'm very grateful to, you know, my my oldest friends and my newest friends. And uh, there's so many cool people to hang out with and spend your time with here. In the seasons, you know, if, if you love right. four seasons, we've got the best got, of the four seasons. We do, and sometimes all in one week. <laughs> oh, I'm not a fan, I'll be honest, I'm not a fan of the the length of the winter season. I can take it for a bit, but not for long periods of time. But I did have an opportunity not that long ago, a few years back, to move out of the area and there was a pull for me here to to stay here to be here and it's kind of interesting when you know you come full circle and in now having launched the business having it be successful enough to grow into the new space we're entering into it's you look back and again we talked about it earlier everything happens for a reason everything and i again i like isn't it funny that be when you're ch- a kid growing up 
and you're like, I can't wait to, you know, get out of here yeah. and blah, blah. I wasn't yeah. that kid. No. I was that kid that said, I can't wait to see the world. Yeah. But I always knew I wanted to raise my family here. Aww. I always, I, I wasn't confused about that. I'd travel, I'd work, I'd do what I had to do, but I wanted my home roots to be here. Oh, well, I for one am really <laughs> glad. And I know I'm not the only one, but we're really glad you stayed. Oh, so much thank fun. Thank you so much. So I have the, uh, you know, when I start off the podcast, I, I like to, you know, give somebody something to think about and give all, give all my guests something to think about. And uh, we haven't gone to that point yet. Okay. So let me ask you, if you were to write a book about yourself, how would you name it? This Pop-Tart is Frosted. (laughs) (laughs) That is so appropriate. (laughs) And I mean that I am, I do, I'm full of substance. If anyone that knows me knows that I, if I stand on something, I stand hard on it. Um, But I'm also silly. I also, I'm getting older every year, so I'm a little bit crustier, right? (laughs) But through the grace of the Lord, shall I never have a cynical heart? And I hope I always look at things through a child's eyes. So that would, yeah, this Pop-Tart is frosted. I guess that would be (laughs) it. (laughs) So fitting. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Oh, my goodness. So uh, let's talk about work a little bit. Let's talk about work. Let's talk about career. Um, Talk to me about Saratoga Economic Development Corporation. What do you guys got going on right now that you can share? Okay, so (laughs) I am very proudly going to share this, and I might, I'm going to see how close I can get with my numbers here, but I wanted to share that there was an awful lot of sad news and hard news through 2020. Right. And in 2020, let me see, I just want to make sure I have the right numbers here. We propelled over $121 million of new investment in 2020. Wow. We retained over 658 jobs, and these are disposable income jobs. And Mm -hmm. I want to stress that because these jobs that we focus on creating, the pay the benefits and the quality that these jobs offer our family, friends, and residents provide them with the ability to buy their homes, have Mm. new vehicles, send their kids to college, take vacations. They're not living paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. It also helps to build these downtowns. No downtown can sufficiently sustain on tourism alone. You have to have your population being able to afford it. Right. And what we'd never want to see is the have and the have-nots. So we're really focused on when we create jobs, they're disposable income positions so that the quality of life for our family, friends, and neighbors and the residents of all of this region benefit from it and are not taken advantage of because of it. So I'm very proud, and I get a little emotional about that. Mm -hmm. But we also created 428 new jobs. New jobs. Wow. So that's that's huge. It is. And it's a lot of payroll tax. It's a lot of, a lot of this is going to go across industry sectors. And even if you're not a member of SEDC, you're benefiting from our work. Oh, yeah. 
And oh, even yeah. if you're not in Saratoga, you're benefiting from our work. Yes. <laughs> and that was one of the things I wanted you to point out. For our listeners, the podcast being just off Glen, the greater Glens Falls region certainly does include the Saratoga region. But to let our listeners know how they can see what the work that you're doing benefiting the Glens Falls region. Yeah, it's, it's I just, many of our residents, you know, we all wear a piece of jewelry or some kind of something. Nothing's jingling or shocking us when we go to work and we cross a county line. Right. If, <laughs> if you look at our MSA, a lot of us do not work in the same county right. that we live in. Right. So it benefits when we create jobs because, you know what, I want you home with your family. I want you, I think the best employee has the best of both worlds. They have a solid personal life. They have a solid career right. or a job or a profession. And I really don't give two hoodily doodlies what you do for work. If you like to fold laundry, be the best darn laundry folder that there is out there. Nobody should tell you what you want to go do every day. And if you like that, be proud of it. Be the best one it is and enjoy that. You're supposed to go to work and like what you're doing right? in some capacity. I don't want to ever be remiss in saying it's called work for a reason. You get paid to go there. You know what I mean? Right. Yes, sure. But there's enough opportunity. And if us EDOs are doing it right, there's enough variety of industry that everybody here will find a job that they can go to and like to mm. go to, like to show up at. We may have four different paper mills, but the environment and the atmosphere is going to be very different in those paper mills. Right. But you have to have experience knowing what safety procedures are. You have to be willing to learn. And I will bet you dollars to donuts. There's not a manufacturer in our region that if you have a good attitude, you'll be reliable and you want to learn, that they're not going to hire you tomorrow. Right. So I just say that for any child that's out there, I'm very passionate about children having opportunities. I'm very passionate about people having opportunities. I watched Fort Edward. We went from a total mill town to watching them shut down right. within five years of each other. Right. And these men and women had put their hearts and souls into these mills to see so many of them go and retrain and become professional service providers, albeit dental hygienist or mm -hmm. medical techs or whatever. I think if we continue to provide programs and training for people to say, you know what, this isn't for me anymore. I can easily train as I work and I can just transition right. and I'll have another job that I like right here. Right. That's the key to doing There's good economic development. Always opportunity. Yeah. And that's our job. I love that. Yeah. And, and not the quicks and not the... You know, there's really not ever been a company that has wanted to come to our area that I'm not interviewing as much as they're interviewing us. And okay. we really identify our main priority at SEDC is to promote, retain, and grow. Mm -hmm. Promoting our region, I mean, that's not the hardest part of what I we know, do. Right? <laughs> I mean, we live in a pretty remarkable area from oh, Albany to the border. Pick one, any area. Right. It's lovely. Yeah. The rent retention piece, that's that's my ballywick. Like, if I'm not taking care of who's here, mm -hmm. then shame on me for knowing what I'm even going after. So we really, we have great foundations with all of the businesses. We want to know them before they need us. Mm-hmm. And that's really how we work. Nice. If we're doing it right, we're seeing businesses expand here, hire more, grow here, invest more. 
that's a lot of what we saw in 2020. Couldn't have been any prouder of that. Right. And the way that we attract in Saratoga is we identify the gaps. We identify what expense item for that manufacturer, that corporation, could we reduce that helps secure and situate them stronger to stay here and grow here. Okay. So we look for those industries to attract here, and they complement in, in lieu of competing. And uh, so it's worked out really well for us. We're already, not even June 1st, we've got about $100 million already going through our IDA this year alone on projects. Fantastic. And that is a little bit of expansion and a little bit of attraction. So wow. we're, we're really, you know, we're focused. We work with a lot of partners. We are very blessed to have a great rapport with the Saratoga County leadership. And Supervisor Kuzniers and Supervisor Barrett have just been remarkable to work with. They're very very dedicated on looking at all the needs of Saratoga County and their champions to get things done. And if you don't know how to work and get things done, get out of their way. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah. It's so much about what we do is that community that we're connected to, those other individuals that are able to come along and support us and the support that we're able to offer them. And I I love, I've had the opportunity to talk with a number of leaders in the city of Glens Falls, and I love hearing how the stories about how they they champion for each other and how they come together to make things happen and the way that they're always looking out for the interest of the community as a whole and it you know it sounds like that's exactly what you guys are doing too it's so exciting yeah like I think that I'm a um adopted Osmond I'm a little bit country but I'm a little bit rock and roll in the city <laughs> right so when I travel the world and they'll you know you go and you break bread and you, they really want to know who you are before sure. they do what you do right sure and I'll say, oh, I'm, you know, we have a farm, and I, but I do economic development, and they are so puzzled. And they're like, usually those two groups do not get along at all, you know? Right. And I get it. I don't want it to pave paradise, but I think there's a really smart, sustainable way of doing that. And right. we're very fortunate. We have great, great engineering firms that work with communities, not against them that really do a lot of, you know, they don't charge half of what they should for these communities because they know that we're all on tight budgets. Mm -hmm. And they'll work with us, and they provide professional services and and guidance so that we can make smart decisions, that we can grow wisely, that we're not, you know, dropping a nickel to pick up a dime. Or, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, dropping a dime to pick up a nickel. Right. Um, So, but that's really the philosophy. And the only way you get there is by listening. Right. And bringing people in that have the experience, that have the resources, and they've also know how to get it done. And we're fortunate because a lot of the investors that may live in Sarah or work in Saratoga, have a business, may live up here. And a lot of people with businesses up here live in Saratoga. Right. Right. So it's not uncommon for all of this to transition over. And well, it should. Because what's yep. good for one is good for the other, and it's even better for the other. So right. it's, it right. really is about being, and I don't want to even use the word collaborative, because I feel like it's been, the the drum's been beaten, everybody knows how to say it, I'll, yes. I'll bet half don't know how to spell it, and a quarter aren't employing it. Right. They're collaborative when it's convenient. Yeah. And that's not collaboration. No, it's not. It's so funny that you would say that because I felt the same way and I feel the same way about networking, uh, the, the word networking, you know, and it's, you know, 
Yeah. S- same thought. Right. Same idea. Yeah. And it's, it's the so Ford Edward coming out in me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Does the SEDC, um, do they uh, do the same? What, what oh, efforts we're a magnet. They... I mean, we're a magnet. We've had that probably going for the last decade. Okay. Um, what we focus on is getting out to meet those businesses because generally, and we'll know, and the, most of these businesses, they'll tell us, listen, I'm always going to be here. This is always going to be my rep size. Mm-hmm. Some are saying, you know, my forecast in the next four to five years is to actually have a building have 25 employees. Okay. This is what I need to get there. So that's the nurturing that we start right then. Okay. And it's just not, you know, it's not being their babysitter. It's not being their business coach. Right. It's checking in on them. You know, Christy, I don't think that's a lot of what I do. I just check in, you know, where are you? How are you? What can I help you with? And they're like, I'm struggling with this. I'm like, oh my gosh, easy peasy lemon squeezy. You make an email and you're like, just took two days work off of them, but it took me two seconds. Right. But if I'm not asking and they don't know me first, they won't ask. So that's really where I think that they need to know us before they need us. And that way it's so much easier for that, for them to feel comfortable. And I think, you know, these are really men and women that are going out and sometimes, you know, mortgaging their houses to start businesses and they know what they know better than anybody. Right. But they also know what they don't know. Right. And they need to trust somebody to ask them what their most sensitive and sometimes even competitive or, you know, confidential. Uh, So they need to, they need to know you. They need to trust you. Yes. And for you to really be able to help them. So I just feel like so privileged and, and blessed that I have that, you know, yeah. like I've worked with so many of these businesses from staffing them from years to coming over and just growing, you know, Washington County into the fold years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's just now so nice to see the connectivity yes. has increased yeah. and I love it. I love it. So that was before I tripped all over myself. <laughs> that was what I wanted to know. Thank you. Was how are you? How are you doing that? And it, uh, you're speaking my language, girl, because that's what <laughs> I. I just I was talking with someone recently, and you know what what's meeting your goals at the end of the day. How do you you know what do you what have you done that you can say at the end of the day? I've met that goal for today. And for me, it's connecting with these members here at WorkSmart. It's asking, what do you need? How can I help? How can I support? And listening to the frustrations of, you know, this is what I do and I do it well and I love to do it, but this thing over here, it needs to be done. I don't know how to do it and I'm struggling and I'm frustrated. And it's the same... Same thing. Oh, I know somebody that can do that. Let me connect you guys and done. And then there, or I know a software that could make your life so much easier because I'm using it. Let me show you how that works. You know, isn't it so much fun? It is. I love it. It is. And and that's really what it's, it's all about. It's, it's really, you know, we do an awful lot of work and I, I also do a lot of work abroad. So one of our major, uh, I guess, goals in 2019 is we identified what markets, where was this, a lot of the investment that was happening throughout the U.S. And mm-hmm. we started looking at all the FDI. And Ireland's actually the eighth largest investor in the U.S. and has been. Okay. 
So we, you know, great quick story, but I was minding my own business, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I know anyone listening to this knows me. It's like, yeah, right. right." (laughs) But I got this ding on my phone. I never look at it on the weekends. I'm like, you know, whatever. I look and it was this lovely lady from Ireland. And she said, our backgrounds are so similar. Would you have any interest in connecting? I said, sure. Why not? You know? So we met, and her job is to launch Ireland-based businesses in the U.S., and my job is to find complementary industries from foreign countries if they fit. So we really started talking, um, evolved the relationship, really have been learning just purple powder mind-blowing the synergies we already have here. Oh, I love that. But we've met the ambassador for... Ireland and DC, we had tea with he and his assistant Finbar. Uh, Daniel Mahal is the ambassador from Ireland, and he's just wonderful. He loves thoroughbreds. Everybody in Ireland loves thoroughbreds. Oh, really? Yes. And okay. so the question might come up what would you, a 40 and kid working for SCDC, be doing in Ireland? Like, how does that even fit? Well, not only are they a largest investor in the US, but they're the Brexit totally changed Ireland. Their main trading partner was the UK. It's actually more economical for them to work with the United States than it is to work across the UK, their bordering country. Oh, wow. So the the Brexit really upset the model that they had had for years. Okay. And they are wealthy, they're educated, and they advance technology faster than any other country. But they have no oh, land mass to manufacture it. Okay. So that's when they look for other areas to actually do the manufacturing. So, mm. yeah. So it really, <laughs> it was wonderful. It's worked out. We've done, uh, we actually did a uh, international virtual uh, summit last year. And we had the ambassador, the embassy, Select USA, Enterprise Ireland, Globify, Trade Bright, and little old SEDC. Oh my goodness! Um, and we we just we, it was a great audience, great traction, and we've been working with uh, the IBO in New York. Um, been a member, and they've asked me to come down and speak and share, and I, we've asked them. So Lovely. that's a whole scope of FDI work that we've really taken on, and a third of our work right now is totally focused focused on FDI, um, which has been great. Been learning a lot about businesses, a lot of traditions, and a lot of ways that we can really maximize. And as I mentioned to you earlier, if we can get, a lot of the need might be a virtual office, but it stands to reason if once they come to the U.S., where they find what works for them, what they complement well, is where they'll build brick and mortar. So yeah. So we've been doing some of that. How exciting. Yeah. Look at you. I know. Who knew? (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) I love that we always get to learn like constantly. Every single day I am learning. And this is kind of what I wanted to share with the younger, you know, professionals, because I think that there's such an opportunity now for more so than any other time in the past to secure a, a executive position faster career wise. Mm-hmm. But nobody expects you to know everything. Can you say that again? Cause there might be a college age daughter of mine listening. <laughs> <laughs> not that you don't know a lot and not that right. what you, how you think, not that your perspective isn't 
just refreshing. Mm -hmm. But take the pressure off yourself and just learn. Right. Keep learning. Yes. And know that you don't know everything. And if you did, what a boring rest of the life you're going to have. Right. Because right. that really is what I think brings a shine and a twinkle to anybody's eye when you're excited about what you're seeing, right. when you're learning something you didn't even have any idea existed. And you're when you growing. start putting those pieces together in your growth, yeah, that's that's going to be eternal happiness for right. you. Right. So don't don't think that anyone expects you to know any everything and take the opportunity to learn as you're growing and just be as amazing as we know you're going to be. That's it. I think that's so vital for young people to hear. They're, you know, having gone through high school and what do you want to do for a career? But you need to know that because yeah. where do you want to go to college? Because what classes do you want to take? Because, because, and just, you know, I've seen you know, in the community that I'm in, these these young girls, just the anxiety that it causes. And I yeah. keep saying, wait a minute, you are not expected to show up at an internship knowing how to do this. Because my goodness, why do you need an internship? Exactly. You know how to do this. Exactly. <laughs> but there's so much pressure on them to get these questions answered. And what are you going to do? And where are you going to go to school? And what are you going to study? And, you know, I really had had a hard time with my daughter alone, just watching her go through, you know, experiencing that anxiety and just calm down. Yeah. It's okay. And you know what really, it's always kind of, I, I just don't get this one disconnect. You, we want our children to be pathed at such a young age, but they have no idea. And I would dare say, and this is no disrespect to any of the educators. Sure. But do our educators really know all the industries that are operating in their own districts, let alone the two right. over? Right. And maybe, just maybe, someone goes to work for a year and then goes to college. Right. And maybe they work while they're in college. Right. And But how can you tell them to pick a career path when you can't even tell them where they could work if they wanted to come home and live here for the rest of their life? Like, right. You know what I mean? Right. So right. I, I will say the schools, I mean, this is that again, that is no disrespect because they have sure. mile high things, piles that they have to get through. And I get that, but we have been working more in, in the awareness and we work through BOCES because they work with the 17 school districts up here at Wishy and then capital region BOCES has all those school districts right. to the South. Mm -hmm. And it's about just bringing awareness. Right. You know, like I, I, I do this for a living and my kids have no idea. I'm launching an industry in Glens Falls that a majority of this region hasn't even heard of before. So how could anybody tell me to consider this when they, nobody was, there wasn't that awareness yeah. of this. And so how many of those kinds of opportunities are out there for our kids that they just don't even realize yet? Yeah. Cause it's just not happening here. Right. Right. So that awareness is, is such a key component and really with, in this age of what we can do online and the internet is just Get just explore. Go Absolutely. explore. You can learn anything. Yeah. You know, you really can. And it's not like our parents' generation where, you know, even my grandparents, 
when they got into the company, oh my golly, they'd arrived. Like that's where they were retiring. Right. And right. if you had three jobs in your career, you were like kind of like wooey woo, you know, like what's what's going on right. here? You can't keep right. a job. Yeah. We're not living in those times anymore. No. And quite honestly, I don't think it's the best for a human being to do the same thing for 50 years. I feel like, you know, we're really blessed to be you know, here at a time that you can learn, you can regroup, you can right. rebound, you can yes. reset. And you know all what? We have all of those training, all the educational partners. We have all of that right here and accessible at our fingertips. So right. shame on anyone that's not using it. Right. I agree. You know, there's no excuse it's here. for any resident in this area right. to not be working. And if you don't like what you're doing, you know what? It's okay. There's so many programs that will help you retrain and get into where you do like to go. And I hope that that's the message that, you know, everyone hears today. Like I did personnel for 14 years. We recruited for over 3,000 companies. At any given time, we might have 8,000 employees out and about. And people would come in and interview and they'd say, you know, I'd say, all right, well, does this work? Yep, yep, yep. I'm like, well, you know, you're kind of fibbing to me because there's no way that you have four children you can work seven to three. I'm calling BS on that. Right. But if you tell me what you can do, where what you were able to commit to, I have employers all over the place. Be honest with me. And once you break down that barrier and you find the best in the candidate and they're not just saying whatever it takes to get a paycheck for that minute and they're right. really thinking about if I'm going to go to work every day, what atmosphere do I want? I might not love my job, but what atmosphere and environment do I like going there? Right. That's really, that's like three-fourths of the battle to get your employees in, let alone keep them. Sure. And if you just take that time and ebb and flow a little bit. I'm hearing different manufacturers are actually offering four-hour shifts for stay-at-home moms that want to just do like a 10 to 2 thing. Okay. Um, they're getting creative. Yeah. And you know what? Go do it. Get right. out. Right. See the world. Meet different people. You yeah. know, see what's happening. You know, and maybe that's why I'm, you know, I'm a little bit nosy brosy, you know. <laughs> but I mean, maybe, you know, I just I'm always curious, you know, like what's happening? And yeah. I guess that comes from recruiting because you want to go to the job, you want to check it out. So I used to like right. work a day, check it out, and say, Oh yeah, this is good. Then you can recruit properly for it. So, right, right. Okay. So I just say that. Yeah. I think it was there before the recruiting, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> that curiosity. Come on. I love that. That's exciting. Four-hour shifts. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, they're, right? They're listening. Employers are listening. They're listening to our needs and the flexibility that we require because our families first. The people that we love are first in our lives. They're our priority. Yep. And they're starting to listen and they're starting to understand if you want that good quality skilled individual that can do this job and that's going to be committed, then you've got to bend a little bit. Yeah. And you've got to be willing to be and, flexible. And to that note, if you have an employer that is making concessions and is bending over, don't take advantage. Right. Like, you know what? Right. It's called work for a reason. It's right. not supposed to be where I feel like I'm, you know, treated. Da, 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 da. All those things are great and nice and they should be part of the package. But everybody has bad days. Every operation has ebb and flows. Right. You know, be committed to it. Right. You know, that's what I say. I've seen times, and, and even now, I see employees that are so dedicated to their companies, and they're they're dedicated right back to them. 
And, you know, it's not, oh, I need two weeks off to take care of my mother. No problem. How can we help you? Right. You know, there's yeah. not, it's just a different dynamic. Yeah. So I just say it takes both of you wanting to make it work. But if you commit to something, see it through. Right. Don't let anyone down. And I think you'll be surprised to see how many employers will value that. And you'll pretty much have it made there. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> girl, you're bringing it today. I keep, I keep almost hearing my mom talking to me through you. <laughs> I know. And I'm taking that as the biggest compliment ever. <laughs> like, I've heard this before. And it's been um, preached to me by many, many, right? many throughout the years. Right. And it's just nice to know that, you know, they were right. Yeah. And you don't know? I say it to my kids now, right? <laughs> what what do you see as some of Glens Falls strengths that we can leverage to continue to build on the uh, the momentum of success that's started here? I feel like you guys are nailing it. You know, you, you've really piqued interest from outside investment. I think you needed that. I think, you know, you're on the right with bringing things back on the tax rolls. You know, mm. you really need a business base. You, yes. you need to get that that base back so that you can afford and to keep things going. I think, mm-hmm. you know, listen, I've worked with many of the leaders here and in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everybody's rowing in the same direction. I think yeah. it's good stuff. I yeah. think it's good stuff. Yeah. We have some really exciting things on the horizon. I, you know, I've recently met with some of Glens Falls leadership and in some of that leadership is looking to transition into different roles. And it's just so much fun to talk with them and hear the different topics that, you know, of, for discussion. I, I, love to join in on the the common council meetings and the planning meetings and um there's that that curiosity well before i was a business owner i was a geek uh, sitting in on these planning meetings (laughs) and then we were in person at the time and you know i know people would look at me and say what what are you doing here you know not many people attend them right so here's you know me just going and sitting and listening and did you have something to add you know they there were times where they would call me out did you have something to add <laughs> Did you have a question? No, I'm just listening. I'm just curious. And I hope I wish more residents would do that. I really do. You know, I'm encouraging them. It, you know, the reach that I have to the different uh, remote workers and business owners through our newsletter and our social media, I'm I'm really encouraging that. Get involved. Don't wait until there's a problem or there's an issue yes. that you need to address. Get involved now. And why do I want you to get involved now? Because there's so many exciting things happening here. There are. And we need you. We need you to be part of it. Does that mean we need you to volunteer? We need you to show up? We need you to give money? I don't know. What do you want to do? Because yes. we're open to it. Yep. But just step up. Be part of what we're doing here. Don't get left behind. And be behind. part of the solution. Yes. Right? Like, you don't always have to agree with everyone. But what I've learned right. over the years is it does, and I love to have different perspectives. I love the different ideas yes. that come from brainstorming. Yep. Focus groups. Mm-hmm. But oh. what I don't like is I don't like when everyone else is too afraid to say anything because there's a very dominant personality. Right. And what I've learned over the years is, and I've seen it happen to some really good good, smart people. Right. It doesn't matter what you know if nobody wants to work with you. Right. Period. Right. And who Absolutely. loses out? 
the community. Absolutely. Right? Because the person's not all wrong. But if nobody wants to work with you, you're not heard. Right. It's not included. And, you know, nothing happens with one person. There's not one community development prize headline, whatever, that one organization had all the doings with. Right. It's never that way. It's not going to move the dial. Yep. So I, I, I say, you know, the other thing I'm hearing a lot when we have a lot of new people coming to the area, well, I'm going to start this. And I'm like, well, why wouldn't you call this group? Because they're doing it. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm like, okay, well, how do we make it more, how do we bring awareness too, right? Because I don't ever want anyone sitting at home thinking that their ideas aren't good. Right. But I also want there to be some kind of vehicle that they can see what's already there. Yes. Learn what's happening before that you get blindsided by a neighbor. You got to show up to this meeting and you come all hot headed and you're you're this and you're like afterwards you're informed and you feel like a smacked fanny. Right. Because you're like, I wish I knew that. (laughs) Absolutely. Right. Or I wish I knew that group was already doing that because I wouldn't have started down this road. Or why did I call my elected official and go off on them? But, you know, be a solution. Yes. You know, be a solution. Be it can be a really bad situation, but bring a positive energy to it bring solutions bring yes. possibilities you know yeah and i think anything ideas can come from possibilities yeah. just don't be the pollutant you know right exactly <laughs> and i think some of that responsibility falls on our shoulders yeah. to let people know and how are we doing that i don't know let's think about where the people yeah. are are they on facebook are they on instagram are they reading newsletters let's think about where they are and let's go and meet them there and then some of that responsibility falls on those individuals show up look be curious a little bit yeah and yeah and then you know talk to people right right and say hey I don't know what I don't know every elected official around here is very accessible yes they are you know if if you want to know what's happening in your town call your supervisor call the mayor yes you know call someone they care you know John Stroh shows up at everything and I love that Miss Rachel's back, and I'm so proud yes. of her too. And I'm not surprised at all by her awesomeness, but boy, am I proud of her! I know, too. isn't she fantastic? <laughs> she is amazeballs. I have got to get her on the podcast. <laughs> and again, we'll do the same thing. We'll just talk and talk and talk. Yeah, and, but she's she's fantastic. She, she has been such wonderful. an inspiration to both myself, and she's talked with my daughter. We've met with her, oh. and again, she's another gal just like you. You pick up the phone and. She says, yes. Where do you want me to tell me what time? Yeah, I know. You guys, I know. And there's something. just like one of, you know, I, we have a great board of directors at the SEDC and every single one of them is, is just a, a impeccable, amazing human being, not just a successful professional, just an impeccable human being. And uh, Tom Longy, I wanted to give a shout out to because this man is the most humble and gracious man. He's forgotten more than most will ever know. And uh, he's getting you know, ready to retire a little bit more here and there. And we're begging, we're, we're literally clinging, you know, don't retire on us, Tom. But he's been a great, um, not just a mentor, but someone that you can really talk to and he'll walk you through things. And uh, he's pretty amazing. And I and I have a great boss. Dennis Bropston is probably one of the best bosses I've ever had uh, in my life. And and uh, we're we're not alike. We're very different. And yet we complement each other really well. And uh, yeah, I feel pretty fortunate about that. But I also feel that way about tons of people that I've had the really, 
really good fortune of working with, growing with, learning mm-hmm. from. The list is long. It is. We could go. <laughs> it is. And I do want to shout We're out to Cindy so... Stein, too, from Park Personnel. Uh, Cindy and I were together for over 14 years, and I just have a mad girl professional crush on her. Oh. <laughs> and her daughter, Lizzie's running things now. And oh, nice. Just so proud. Just so proud of her. And, and I wouldn't want to leave without just thanking anybody that has helped me be a better person, maybe, you know, corrected oh. me when I needed it loved me when I needed it, um, taught me when I needed it. I just, oh. I, I'm so grateful for our community, Christy, and, and thank you for having me on today. I just thank you so much for being here. That. I love everything you shared, <laughs> and I, I get the idea that nobody at the SEDC sat around in loungewear last year. You guys were moving and shaking. We were. I love and you it. know, I, if one more person said, oh, I can't organize one more closet. I would longingly look and like, what does that feel like? My house has never been such shambles, you know? I mean, I it was cuckoo bananas, but it was all good stuff. Yes. And it was all, I don't think any of us get tired when you're doing the right thing for the right reasons for Absolutely. a bigger cause. Absolutely. We get endless energy buckets from somewhere. I don't yes. know, but I'm grateful they show up. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it does. It just shows up, right? I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much for sitting down Thanks and talking with me. me. Thanks for joining us, folks. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation here just off Glen. Thanks for listening. This podcast was recorded at WorkSmart Coworking and Meeting Space in downtown Glens Falls and produced by Black Mountain Visuals. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Join us again next time. We'll meet just off Glen.